What is going on? And welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad Podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we are joined by the band Suitable Miss. Suitable Miss is a five-piece alternative rock slash pop-punk band based out of Denver, Colorado. And how cool are these guys? I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one just because, honestly, this this band is just super rad. I love the style they've got. I love the energy they've got. And I just I love what they're they're out there doing. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one. But before we jump in, I do always want to uh, remember or remind you to to head on over to social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you use social media and go find Suitable Miss there. The individual members, show them some love. And while you're at it, go on over to Spotify, Apple Music, Spotify, or uh, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your music, add their music to the playlist. They just recently released their debut full length album. And uh, I mean... It's it's pretty incredible. The the album's called In Color, and it's got some really great tracks. The whole thing is very cohesive. It's just awesome. So um, I've been listening to it a bunch, so I think you should as well. And uh, while you're at it, you can always obviously go over to uh, you know wherever you're listening. Go over and subscribe, follow, comment, rate the podcast, and uh, also follow over there on YouTube or Instagram, wherever. And uh, I'd love to hear from you if you have anything to say as well. But Without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having thanks us, for man. Us. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm stoked because we got the whole band here, which is freaking dope. Um, yeah, yeah. I always, I always like to start out with just uh, quick introductions, you know, give you guys just uh, a, a little bit each, you know, tell us individually who you are and uh, something unique about you, kind of elementary school style, something people may not know. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll go first. I'm Sarah. I'm the lead vocalist. Um, Kelsey and I right here started this band in 2018. We just kind of noticed the lack of women in the music scene and it's grown since then. So that's really cool. Heck yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, like we started the band and we were very welcomed and we found Andrew right here. It's weird because it's backwards. Andrew and then we found Tom <laughs> and Noah and it just kind of all came together and we're being offered tours and stuff. So it's it's been a really cool thing and we've been singing and performing since we were little so we were like you know what let's do it let's do it and it's it freaking out epic really well. that's so cool yeah uh i'm andrew i play guitar and i do all the like the keys and production for the most part heck um, yeah let's see cool elementary school thing. they got they got they got the starting the whole band because there's a lack of women that's that's like the coolest thing uh, <laughs> i uh i yeah, I was gonna say my my like day to day job, I guess, is I run a uh, like a lighting rental business. So I do a, a lot of like ground packages for local bands, and I'm doing music video rental and stuff like that. Um, Sick. Super passionate about that, and because of that, we get to we bring out our own lighting to every show that we play now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean that's so, that's that makes a big part of the production, man. That whole really lighting does. show. Yeah, I guess there's like my cool fact, but um, that's yeah. sick, man. That's awesome. I'm Tom, drummer. I have uh, been with the band since Andrew joined. We met at B-Dubs and had a little discussion. It turns out it fit. I'm a transplant to uh, the Denver area. Oh, excuse up- you. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
I'm from Minnesota, Minnesota initially, and then I moved to Fargo. Lived there for quite a while, so the accent comes out every once in a while. Okay. No, no often. Yeah. No, 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 once in a while. Often. Is often. The the uh, Milwaukee is that the a boot? Is that kind of like Canadian? That's similar to the Colorado. Canadian accent. Yeah. It, it's yeah. hard. It's pretty much. Yeah. I I joke. I joke, and I call him a Kmart Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kmart Canadian. I love it. <laughs> Uh, fun fact is I'm an EDM producer for uh, cheerleading competitions and uh, wow. gymnastics teams. Wow, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we actually just sold a song together. Too. Yeah, we sold a song. He wrote a really, really sick lead line, so I turned it into a song and I uh, sold it to a gymnast. That's so cool, man. What a, I mean, that's fun. I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Noah. I play guitar. I'm the newest addition to the band. I joined in 2020 right before... COVID hit and all Literally that. Stuff. Like, yeah, like a week, a week before, before we locked out. Oh, Brutal. But yeah, I uh, went out to to a show to see Suitable. Uh, Andrew was like, come on out, check it out. And I was like, by the end of it, I was like, can I join? You guys are saying, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what No, I mean, like, get rid of it. Get rid of all the fluff. And that's exactly like that's fact for fact. And our tracks <laughs> cracked out a few times where like, it was like half of a song. Because the tracks weren't there, and I was like, "No more." We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we did the whole like fake guitar, you know. Cause yeah. Now like, <laughs> but now it's real, and we're real. That's awesome. That makes it so much cooler. <laughs> Weird fact about myself: uh, I can play thirteen instruments, fourteen instruments at, a, at like a collegiate. High, late high school collegiate level. <laughs> wow. I mean, to yeah, because some people can say they can play 13 instruments, but that's because they can pick up an ukulele and strum a, a G chord or a C chord, right? But to, to say that it's a collegiate, you know, that's that's pretty impressive. What what are the instruments? Oh, okay. Well, are we going to go through all of them right now? I mean, 13. I mean, it, it's, so it, was, you know. <laughs> uh, I study, so I studied piano in college. Uh, I've been playing guitar and bass my whole life. Uh, I've been playing drums for... I'd say drums aren't quite at a clue. They're like high school. They're not quite I mean, there. They're fucking good. They're all right. <laughs> um, yeah, you're pretty good and then, uh, Single reed family. So clarinet, bass clarinet, baritone tenor, and alto sax. Heck yeah. Little bit on soprano. Um, tro- I'm okay on trombone. The only thing I don't really have is valve brass. Okay. Uh, uh, believe it or not, bal- I can play balalaika. <laughs> What's that? Very well. It's a Russian lute. Okay. So it's one of those like really cheesy Russian folk songs. Yeah, I, I love it. That's awesome. For you with the whole list, but yeah, that's that's like a sampling. That's fantastic, man. Coolio. All right, last one here. All right, last but not least, I'm Kelsey. I'm the bassist. Um, born and raised in Denver, Colorado. You know, I've known Andrew and Sarah for a long time. Sarah's my cousin, best friend, and so yeah. Fun fact about me. I did not know how to learn. I did not know how to uh, play bass until we started the band. Yeah, and she. Yeah, she literally made it up for this, and now she's yeah. badass. That's awesome. No, I'm like, yeah, our like the. I don't know if you've listened to our new album, but like, yeah, from there get semi difficult. <laughs> she yeah, her I, step up to the plate from 2019 through now, like from starting from literal level zero to this, is ridiculous. That's yeah, freaking dope. Yeah, I was watching a video of myself the other day from like three years ago and I'm like I didn't I was scared of the bass I was scared to do anything with it. and now I have her so high in my in-ears because she's so good and such like a fundamental part to keeping track of where we are in the songs like she's so good 
That's so cool, man. I love it. First off, I love the cohesiveness. Um, just so dope to hear how high on your, your own supply with each other. Right. I love it. That's one of the coolest things to me when, when bands are, are just stoked about one another's accomplishments, abilities, talents. Um, cause obviously it shows in the, the new album, obviously even the, even in the first EP, but this new album is stellar. Um, Thank you. you guys, you guys accomplished a lot. Like, you know, starting out, um, let's see, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at real quick at the track list here. Cause, uh, um, I thought it was a really cool kind of journey because disaster opens up with some really chunky kind of heavy guitars Mm -hmm. and then, and then you kind of soften up and then you go into the, the very pop electronic and then you obviously get Josh on there, which is so cool. And then you, you know, then you go really, really kind of electronic with, uh, with complicated. I just loved kind of this, this whole array of sound that you guys accomplished and not one of them felt out of place, which was really cool. Um, cause oh, usually wow, yeah. that's, that's the tough part, right? When you're, when you're wanting to experiment with a bunch of different sounds in one album, keeping it cohesive can be, can be slightly difficult. So, um, I, I do obviously, um, want to, to talk quite a bit about this album cause, um, it's your debut album, right? Cause obviously you had an EP, but this is like your full length, the debut. This is kind of, uh, um, yeah, this is it, right? This is the this is the the step one into this huge new new world. Um, so so tell me a little bit about about kind of uh, um, the process of getting to to in color. Um, obviously, it's three years in the making to get to this point, but uh, um, you know, going from what was the the first EP you guys had? It had um, that song "Black and White" on it, which was super oh, dope. Don't look back. Don't look back. Yeah. So. So tell me a little bit in terms of, of in color, tell me guys a little bit about the the album and, and kind of the journey to, to get to this point. When did we make sorry? Cause that would be like the first oh God. piece of that puzzle. It that was like was right 20, when lockdown happened. That was right when I, or it was passed, pretty, right passed me by first or wait, we, we did. No, but we, it's that they were really written around the same time. Yeah. So I think we wrote mm-hmm. sorry so in like April of 2020. And that's yeah. kind of where we, discovered like oh we can blend a bunch of stuff together and it like works i think we really like found our sound so the first ep was kind of like old songs that we all have that we were trying to like find our sound together trying to work it out figure it out it was already, yeah. like a song though okay. but the difference is with in color this was something that we all sat down and wrote together like this was all brand new things we, we sit down and we're like okay how are you guys feeling like we're in the middle of a pandemic we're all like trying to still be a band, still trying to write, still trying to figure all of this out. Our tours are being canceled. Our shows are being canceled, you know? So we really relied on each other heavily to be there for one another. But that kind of just influenced our sound too. Cause we're like, you know what? We're stuck in a house, but we're going to make some groovy. Sh-. Yeah. And I think that's really what came out of this. And I think that's really exciting about this album is it's like fun. And I think this is really what pseudo miss sounds like. Our old songs are still precious to us. And we've kind of like, amp them up a little bit to play them live so they match this new album but i just think it's more us this album in general so. yeah there's just a lot of freedom we took because like once the and the, well here's the, and here's the funny thing is like on a timeline basis technically most of this album was done when don't look back came out oh okay it was, it was, it was just it was sitting there else, yeah well we decided i i remember at some point in the pre- we had written all we'd written all 10 songs and really the freeing thing about making this album was that like like just because we were, I think it was a byproduct like Sarah said being locked down, but there was like no limit at all. We were like, well, why not put 
Trap hats and synth over a breakdown and drop B. I see no reason not to. Absolutely. And it, you know, obviously, well, you know, you can't just throw and you can't, you know, you can't just throw the whole kitchen sink in and hope it sticks. But we were really lucky to sort of find our groove in the midst of throwing in the whole kitchen sink. And yeah. find what did stick. But I think that how we got here is crazy just because we finished, I think we finished most of these songs around January 2021, like right when it had turned 2021. And that was okay. like right before we released Don't Look Back. But we had all these songs and we just, we literally sat on them and just listened to them over and, and over. Them. And we just so just small adjustments the here and there. Yeah. And played yeah. them live because it's different like sitting down and listening to like a put together song than like what it would be live. We want it to be kind of similar, you know? Yeah. So, and we that's also have snazzy things we do live. But. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's that is one of the difficult parts, right? Is is making it so the song is still cohesive amongst itself between that that recording and the live experience. Obviously, you guys are pretty privileged to have um, a large enough band to to have you know a lot of the the bigger instruments covered, and then having that backing track obviously probably helps a little bit in that live setting. Um, Absolutely, yeah. No, so much stuff because we 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 have a like one of those little interfaces that has like six outputs. Uh-huh. So we send a stereo pair. You know, we try and bounce it out like very similarly to what yeah you know how the record got mixed down, and it ends up translating like very 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 well live. I would say like ninety nine percent of the time. We're and- so it ends up coming, we end up putting a lot into making sure all of that translates well. Live. Yeah, we're, I mean, like, the instrumental section of this band are basically just a bunch of, like, metal and prog nerds writing pop music. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like they were saying, we sort of just kept poking at it and refining it, and we ended up redoing, like, it was almost ready to just go, and then we ended up redoing the entire mix for it, because it's all, it's all self-recorded and produced as well. Awesome. Yeah. Cause that was actually the follow-up question I had was I, like you said that you do the production, Andrew, you, like, so you guys do everything in house. So basically how it works is like, I'm responsible for tracking in all of the instruments, right? Okay. Tom here is responsible for tracking in all the vocals because he's got the, the vocal booth and, all, and the right, you know, sort of. He likes where I like to record. Yeah. Where I like to go. And then okay. and a lot of the drum responsibility actually gets shared between the two of us because we're both drummers as well. So, it, you know, some of us maybe we'll write out a groove. Maybe we'll play it in on an e-kit or whatever. Um, but it's basically me and Tom made the whole. So I ended up mixing the whole thing and then Tom mastered it. Dang. And did you guys get professional um, education on that? Or was that just like, because obviously, I mean, it sounds like, you know, between what you do, Andrew, with the lighting and Tom, you you actually sell, you know, mixed EDM tracks to professional athletes. I would imagine there's there's a bit of like a background there, a resume that that kind of came with it. And uh, like, is there a lot of professional or was this like, hey, I'm going to I love this stuff. I'm going to teach myself and, and roll with it. Uh, I've been composing since I was about 14. It's incredible. Um, orchestrally, um, I ended up getting a music scholarship to college. Awesome. And I didn't go for music at all. Oh, really? I went, and went for business instead because I decided that if I was going to college for music, I would be forced to do it for the rest of my life and I would end up hating it. So I'd rather choose to do music than uh, be forced, you know? I like that perspective. So I to get really good at music. Um, it was basically my entire life. And then it became my side job. That's awesome. So did you like, you got a degree in business, but did you do any sort of music classes while in college? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did percussion. I did production for a collegiate. Um, uh, uh, I don't know what you would say. 
it was kind of a combination of three separate colleges that made albums of usually just choir students and vocalists, some solos, some group work, and then three or four different jazz bands. Okay. Lead engineer. And actually my wife hired me on that. So that was kind of cool. Um, Pre, pre, before we were dating. Oh, okay, yeah, I was like, sleep into the top, man. What the heck, dude? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and then I, uh, I, I did three years of um, audio production school at uh, CU Denver. And I okay. Also, my other job is mixing at a venue called Moe's Barbecue. Uh, oh, cool. On the house there. So between those two things and like running our own ears, it just, yeah, like it was, it, it was like, it, it was a little of both of what you said. Like it was half getting a professional education and half like, well, I really like doing this. And I also, we didn't like have money to go to a studio and like record. Yeah. Yeah. So, God, oh, yeah. Colorado yeah. studios are so expensive because they're all owned by like massive names. It's like also, trying to record in Los Angeles. I'm oh, really? so picky. Let me tell you how picky I am. Like I make us redo takes like over and over and over. It'd be so much money to do hourly studios. <laughs> well, and even down to the mixing process, like we'll sit down together and I'm like, do you like this compressor nope. or this again. Take on it or this take nope, on it? No, not at all. Again, so it, it works out really well that they're so talented to be able to do that. We're really grateful. That's incredible. But, and yeah, and coming from from your guys' side, because you know, you know, two cousins loving loving music, realizing there's a, a lack of female artists. That's that's quite the journey to uh, you know, like, all right, let's make some music. You know, Kelsey, no idea how to play the bass. Let's figure this thing out. Let's go for it. You know, I love I love obviously the the grit there. There's just a lot of determination. Um, but from from your side, Sarah, like when when it you know, that pickiness. Is that what like when you were looking to get members into the band, was that something you were looking for was was kind of that in-house production being able to be like, hey, Andrew, I'm going to take advantage of of you just constantly re-recording this. And re- <laughs> you know what? I think honestly, like we just lucked out. Me and Kelsey oh, lucked yeah. out like big time. Oh. Like, of course, we were like picky to an extent. Like we found Andrew and he shreds. He's amazing. So I was like, oh, well, this isn't too hard. But then we auditioned. He was originally going to be a drummer. So we were like auditioning guitarists then. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously really good at both. But I just didn't like any of them. They just didn't fit the vibe. For me, I obviously was looking for good musicians, but I was more looking for people that like would be fun to tour with. Yeah. It would be fun to be riding with. It would be fun to go to shows with, you know, that could be my best friends. Cause like I was ready to put my everything into this. Like I graduated in criminal justice and I, I'm not using my degree so that I can work at a pizza restaurant and go on tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like ultimately like this was going to be a huge portion of my life. And it meant more to me that they were genuine, good people. And I'm really thankful that I found that, that they're all my best friends and it's, it's a blast to tour with them. Like, of course we get on each other's nerves, but that's human. Yeah. That's just natural. It's it's six human beings in a minivan. Like nothing's going to be perfect, but we do it because we love it. And we, yeah. So (laughs) So. we we auditioned so many people and the vibe just wasn't there. They were either like, like we had one drummer that was like, Oh no, I'll just show up to the shows. You guys write everything and send it to me and I'll just be there at the shows. I was like, the heck you will, my dude. Hell <laughs> no, you will. It's like I'm not yeah. hiring a I'm not hiring a, a, a tour drummer. I'm hiring like yeah. we want a drummer drummer, like someone who's exactly. actually part of the band. <laughs> yeah, someone has to do with the glory of it. We found really cool people who happen to be very good at what they do. So we really were just really lucky with how it came together. Yeah. 
that's incredible. And then, and then, you know, conveniently, uh, Noah's obviously super talented to be able to say, Hey, can I join? And he just like gets thrown right in and percentage wise, percentage wise, like how much of it is like personality fit to talent? Like when you were, when you were initially getting started, it is probably like, I don't even want to say 60, 40. I want I'd to say, say like 70, 30. 30. I would absolutely say 70, I do not. Okay. Because well, people well. can learn. Like I just got done with Kelsey who just learned and was fantastic, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, people can learn. But at the same time, I don't want to be spending forever waiting on these people to learn. Yeah. You know? So it just really like personality means so much to me. I did not want people in this band that I do not like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Tom, when you were in your business degree, I, I got a degree in business as well. And like, they were constantly talking in like the, the HR classes and like those, those different classes you can hire, you can hire talent or you can hire a personality fit. And it's like, if you hire talent and they don't fit personality wise, you're probably going to fail. You're going to have to fire them and it's going to be a, a big expense. Right. And, yeah, exactly. Cause, uh, and, and like, it's obvious that that personality was a, a big part. Cause like I said, you guys jive really well. And that's, that actually is really helpful with like, when I hear the music, it's obvious and it's, it's weird. Cause you can't really put like a, like some sort of like measurable thing on. Yeah. This band gets along and this one doesn't, but there's something about the, the music and for you guys, what is it like when it comes to you guys getting along so well, how, how does that, really help with with getting these this album out and like you know because obviously rewriting that many times would probably start to tear people apart if you weren't getting along well so like when you guys are writing and, and putting this stuff together um how often is it that that your personalities and getting along with each other is is kind of the the determining factor for the song that's a really good i really think what this group is good at is just communicating like if I pitch something and like, let's say I'm recording, I pitch something and like Andrew uh, and Tom don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like they just say it in a way like, hmm, like I think that was a really great idea, but I really think that it'll sound better if we do it like this. And it's all about trust too. Like if the majority rules, like we go with that and it's just, that's just how it is. And I think we trust each other and our opinions and we vibe really well when we're writing. And I just think it, Trust We're lucky. Huge it comes together out. really well and we all kind of like lead in the same direction especially with this album i think it showed us that we're all kind of aiming for the same thing in a way so yeah, yeah we, a lot of the a lot of the like like sarah said trust is a big thing because a lot a lot of us working through like those redos and those ideas would eventually like, we would all eventually end up at something that was very similar to each other's idea if not mm-hmm. the exact same idea and it's just about being able to work with people that's, yeah. that's really what it comes down to because like it's Suitable Miss is not Suitable Miss, like, because it's, it's like the Sarah show or the Sarah and Kelsey show or the Tom <laughs> show. It's not, it's, it's Suitable Miss because it's all five of us do a thing yeah. and, it, and it comes together in a very, very cohesive manner. And that's why it is Suitable Miss. So it's, yeah, I mean, I, the trusting each other is a huge portion of it, but it's easy to do that when all of your bandmates like kick ass it. So that, that trust brings up, I scrapped a solo in the middle of a music video shoot and Andrew was like, well, go home and write a new one and we'll have it in tomorrow. And <laughs> I was like, send me home to re-record. I was like, you can give me the take, like the stem. Perfect. Like I have it mixed. I have I like have eight hours to, to turn this around. Like, <laughs> Do it. I, if you can do it, then we can do it. Like I and we got it. Yeah. And we, we did. And that's what's on. That's the song with uh, Josh. from Magnolia Park. That's so cool. So, 
I I'm very curious on that story. Like how yeah, how do you go? Yeah, because oh, how do you go from having a fully mixed song and literally being at the photo or at the video shoot and say actually deuces to this to this part? That's I've got to change it. So we shot this video, and I'm sure you've seen the other video that we have, Sunshine. Uh huh. Yeah. With the pizza place, we shot those like what? That was like four back days. Back. It was four days in a row. Okay. That was four days in a row. So this music video was done long before the release. So that was the only reason we were able to do that. Yeah. But I mean, like the mix and the master, like especially if we own the projects, is just as easy as me opening that project again, swapping out the song, and then sending it to Tom and having him remaster it but also see it's trust because when i heard them talking about that i was like josh is here he has a show in four hours and you're gonna <laughs> change a big ass part and i was freaking out but i was like you know what they got it andrew and has it, came it. Out it's so fine much you know like i did that's like that's like top five like total bs moves we pulled off the band that we should Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, we pulled yeah. it together. It helps it. that uh, pretty much anyone here, everyone here, has the ability to record a because Andrew processes everyone's. It's, this is more from a string standpoint um, because Andrew processes all of our guitars on the computer. We send him dry tracks, mm -hmm. so I was able. We can at any point really retrack something and send it over. Okay, it isn't as cra crazy as a workaround. It was more of the fact that I had to be done by like two in the morning. <laughs> it had to be a perfect take, like one that you would get out of normally sitting down for an hour or two. So I sent you what, seven or eight different takes? Yeah, that. and I basically just like cropped the best parts. It took me like, yeah, a couple, three, four hours to actually go through. So, so how did this happen though? Like, hey, uh, I actually don't like this part anymore. Well, so the biggest reason was there was uh, part of the, so it got, something happened either I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was somehow either I played it half a beat off or I got misaligned half a beat off. And then therefore everything else got thrown out of whack and it phased over the solo back into time. So there was no way to correct it without re-recording the entire thing. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that you changed the solo. It was just that I did, some I did end up changing two portions of it. Okay. And just two, it was like two bars of something um, at the very end of it. These little uh, arpeggios that I play. Any any non-musician would have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's the end of the song. No and, one would really notice it back to back. But. Okay, and when uh, when you did this, what was Josh's thoughts? Because obviously he's in a oh, uh, in I a great band. Any he literally, we I don't think he even knew. Okay. We were. And... I mean, we're we're all from Colorado, so in our state, it's it's legal to partake in certain fun activities. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Having we were having a good time. Just low stress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It was a low stress working environment, <laughs> and it was go. stressful. Like we recorded like a whole band part of the, that music video the day before. Oh, okay. Part for just that day because he flew in early. We flew him in, and then he had a show that night. Gotcha. We were just focused, like let's it get me and done. him. Let's get him doing his part. You know. Gotcha. Okay. sent it back to Andrew the first thing we did when we got to the studio was we recorded my solo shot and that that's, was it that's awesome and so no, I mean, lost films Luke Oster, Luke Oster, Oster is the 
reeking goat and goat he was so accommodating i was so nervous like i've never done a music video before like we did before but it was like here like this yeah. was like at a different like studio it was like professional it was like a there lot was a lot of money on the lot yeah he was so cool like especially with the sunshine music video on the pizza place like i kind of made like a little format but he was so nice and he had so many ideas to like make it funny and very oh, us like yeah very us so that's what i all, really yeah all, all of like the acting like when noah from colony class was like screaming at arno oh that's i mean because that's I, I i can imagine the stress that you're talking about sarah because like that is that's crazy that's i mean that is almost unheard of to to be like all right well um we have eight hours let's get this thing turned around but that that freedom that flexibility like that that is such an asset to to the team because like the fact that you can do that and and not just like like because that's obviously a very specific scenario but but with the music in general be able to say i have an idea and from inception to mixed and mastered Mm. in such a short time and the ability to 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 even tweak after those because pro- that's that's the the hard part I I think for a lot of bands when they have like an actual producer who's outside of the band who is in a studio where they're paying all these hourly that mix and master comes back and it's like yeah you have a few back and forths but after that it's it's pretty much locked in but you guys are like hey uh so change my mind we're gonna change this too and yeah. that that allows for the your sound to be very, very precise, right? To be just exactly yeah, your sound. Almost. And like, right. I'm not going to lie. Like when people do last minute stuff, I'll give them a little lip because I'm the one that has ultimately. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, hey, really quick. They're like, Hey, can you turn up the guitar? And I'm like, fine. <laughs> do you know what really quick is? This is a very, this is a very loose term of quick here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, real quick. Yes, exactly. Like you don't, you don't understand how long it's actually going to take you to do. And I just want to take a quick second to shout out mine and Kelsey's work. We work at Saza Pizza and oh, Salad. Yeah. We manage there and we asked the owner, we were like, Hey, can we film a music video here? And he was like, yeah, sure. And we were like, what's our limit? Like, what can we not do? He was like, I don't give a rat's ass what you do. Just clean up. Just I was like, mistake <laughs> number one. Yeah, you were screwed up, boy. And so we had a huge food fight. Like, it was like food everywhere, glass everywhere. Clean the whole It was morning. horrific. But Woo! we all cleaned up, like, really late. Everybody stayed and helped us clean. So, oh, yeah. shout out to Saza Pizza and Salads and Jeff Rogoff. And That's then, I mean, awesome. And that all, I think that all comes back to just, like, our band has a spectacular level of willpower to get things done. We it sounds like it. The phrase that we use a lot with this group, and just we are getting it done. Yeah, there's just. a lot of there's a like if Thanos came up to us, he, like you know he's like you lack the will to not with us, bro. Done. Not with us, bro. We already got them Infinity Stones. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. incredible. So I. I'm, I do want to, to kind of go back and talk a little bit more, um, where you guys were talking about, um, you know, the, the difference between the, the, the initial EP and, you know, having already basically recorded in color by the time you're releasing, don't look back. Right. This is a dumb story because the story of don't look back itself is even dumber because this album originally, don't look back originally came out in 2019. 
Okay. It was really not done that great. It because was really we, just, we rushed it. We, we just wanted to get it out because we're like, oh, we're a new band. We have to. <laughs> you know what's so, funny is I actually knew that because I had this the I remember like way 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 back when it initially released. I was going to have you guys on the podcast. I had some scheduling conflicts. With, How did you even know about us then? We were literally <laughs> nobody. <laughs> no. so, and it's not even like we're anybody now, but that's crazy. So we're it, more now than we were. So I had listened to the EP and then I was like, cool, I'll get this all. And then, like I said, I'm terrible at scheduling. I've got two kids. I've got a wife. I've got a full time job. So my life is a little bit hectic. So my schedule is kind of brutal. So so I was initially going to get it set up. And then like I was like, okay, well, this isn't going to work out. And then a year later, I was like, "Uh, does it exist anymore? Because I it was mid pandemic, I was like, "Oh, this band was really dope." I'm trying to like go back and find music that I hadn't listened to in a while. I wanted to kind of revisit some stuff, right? And I was like, "I know, I know this one, Suitable Miss." I I I remember listening to this EP. I want to check it out, see if I can get them on the podcast. Now that it's mid pandemic, it'll be a little easier because time was a little bit less uh, chaotic. And then it was gone. I was like, "Okay, I guess not." I don't know what happened. <laughs> And so I thought you guys had just like, I don't know. I thought you just disappeared. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, I, or I actually thought it was like, uh, what's that? Um, the Mandela effect where I was like, maybe I just thought, right. Like I was like, maybe I just thought that I knew about this band and didn't. You do exist. Basically it was a choice between do we follow up? We had those, so it was Don't Look Back, and then we had those three singles, right? All we could have been thought of you passed it by. It was a choice between do we follow those singles up with what would be eventually become in color, or what's the other plan? And we were like, we freaking hate this EP. Yeah. Some yeah. of the songs on there didn't even make the redo. Like, we replaced them. Oh my God. <laughs> we were like rediscovering ourselves, too. Like, for me personally, like, the first Don't Look Back were in a lot lower keys because I was scared to, like, sing. And I would I fight with them and I'd be like, no, lower, I can't do it. But then like Tom was like, no, just sing, just I... do it. Just yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're right, you're right. Tom is a vocal producer. like builds in and I learned to trust my voice and trust them and trust what I could do. Same thing with them. Like we figured out funky to do. That's awesome. We wrote Q&A. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the, the questions and answers is one of the first mm-hmm. things that you wrote, and then yeah. one of the yeah. that's one of the songs that was like for that redo of the. Oh, okay, it's just a lot. Like it, I look back on it and I still love it. I, 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 I like even though the back. songs aren't sonically like quite in line with how advanced the in color stuff is, like the mix is really good. Q and A is one of the hardest really guitar fun. parts we have ever written for this band. Oh, really? From the second verse in the lead work. Oh yeah, it's, it's super difficult. That's when like we a, started to find ourselves. Oh my god. Okay. So hard. Like build into this. <laughs> and then yeah. and you, I mean, and you can tell in black and white too. We're we're chugging away. Like oh yeah. Still, like, so so busted out the drop We hated black strings. and white. Oh really? I saw a video of us playing black and white at Cervantes. Oh, black and white's different. Yeah, black and white's so way bad. different it's than so the OG. I think that's where the idea for redoing Don't Look Back all came about was redoing from the black desire to redo Don't Black yeah, and white. Oh, really? So much. We're, like, we're gonna make it more fun and funky and good. Why? Why did you hate it so much? It was just our was first song we wrote together. Oh, okay. This is what it is. That it was our first song we wrote together, and we practiced that so many times. I can't tell you how many times I recorded black and white. Like it's just, <laughs> I just got so sick of it. 
And then we like jazzed it up and it was like a completely different song. Also, it was like way longer when we first did it, right? Oh, yeah. And we like reformatted it. We trimmed so much. It was like four and a half minutes. Yeah, it was was a four and a half minute pop formula. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. And now like we actually want to do it live. Yeah, Yeah. that was like a lean like two minutes, 50 seconds long. And we're so good at it because we played it so many times, but it's like more fun now. That's awesome. And like when you guys, when you guys are putting these songs, like, you know, putting something together, obviously, um, how long, like, how do I word this? Cause it's, you know, when you said you're, you're finding your sound sonically, putting things together differently, changing things up. What was it that, that changed from, from that initial release to, Oh crap, we we're actually going to pull this back. We're going to not, we're not even going to, we're going to pretend this hasn't even released to then releasing it a second time and saying, all right, we've got some really sick Q and a here. That's like a super dope, like starting to find ourselves. We're re we're completely rewriting black and white. We're, we're, we're finding ourselves, but what was it that kind of like started triggering the change? Like when you realized now we're going to pull this back, we're going to kind of almost restart. We're going to kind of have like a hard reset and go from there again. I really do think it was just black and white. It was literally yeah, I mean, just that one song. All born out of I think I that it's how we write. I like we would have meetings at like one of our apartments or houses, and I like I said we would sit down and say like, "How are you feeling?" Like moment, for example, mm-hmm. the last one. Like I sobbed when we wrote it because I had these words and I had what I wanted to say. I expressed to them how I was feeling. I was going through something kind of. And then Andrew comes out and he spits these amazing lyrics that say exactly how I'm feeling. And I just sobbed and I cried when recording it. Like it was exactly what I wanted. It was exactly what I wanted. And that's the thing is I think we've known each other for long enough that like they knew what I was going through. They know how seriously I take things. Like he knew exactly what I was trying to say. So I I really think we sit down. What's going on? What do we want to write about? Are we in a fun mood? Like gone came out to be. Or are we like in a more serious moment mood or pass me by stuck in a pandemic? You know, they're just chemistry's there. Yeah. To to turn it to me, but when I joined, like that changes. Like a new member just in general joining a music project changes everything. Oh, absolutely. Probably what six months to a year of us learning how to write together, yes. and like because Andrew and, and I and there was a together. Third, then there's a third piece to this too, yeah. and it was everybody getting geared the hell out because oh my gosh, it, we dropped <laughs> So we were all like, so the three of us were lucky enough to work at this restaurant, which was an essential business, and then on top of that, we got to read the unemployment benefits. Yeah, so we were like, time to fund our music. And then- <laughs> Up because they were really good. Yeah, I got the hookups. I've heard plenty of stories of bands with that place that is not to be spoken. Uh, the name is oh, not to be mentioned, right? Music go around. Yeah, like one of my. Some of my some of my favorites, man. Yeah, some of my favorite stories, man. Like um, a band, one a, a band I've talked to a couple times, Canadis. They're out in Buffalo. Like the drummer, he's like, yeah, I bought like two thousand dollars worth of cymbals and then returned them the next day. Took them into the studio, used them, returned them the next day. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a big gear nerd, and so we like went through everything and just figured out like exactly what everyone needs. Oh, they like, know everything. Built all of the gear, and everyone's, everyone's boards and everyone's instruments are like fine catered, 
towards what their natural tendencies That's are awesome. and, what they, and who they are as players and people. And then I do all the tech work for all the instruments too. So that's one more thing that we can do in house. I do all the setup for the string instruments. That's <laughs> awesome. Tour. They'll pull out all the guitars and clean my like microphone. Clean them, and them. And oh, they yeah. have wow. Shiny. Yeah, we have. I mean, like we are. We have essentially like a whole, We're whole so cool. touring party yeah. and crew within a band. Me and Kelsey are the moms. We provide all of the medicine. <laughs> moms. We provide all of the vitamin C every day. Well, and like the, well, the, the more important thing is they're like the merch managers. So they, we don't, I, the guy that made those touch face, the face faces behind the merch table. No yeah. one wants to see our own. Yeah, I was mark. like, let's face it. You guys <laughs> wouldn't sell as well as them anyway. They're more personable, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, no, we're, we're covered in sweat and gross. You know what I mean? Like, go, go, go sell our shirts. No, we got, we'll take care of your face and your microphone and whatever else. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's I just have like a little box that has my stuff in it. Everyone has a role too live. Our roles are very different. Yeah. Like it's the whole like, trust thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the tr- like not it's not like I set up my stuff, Andrew sets up his stuff, Kelsey's we all have different roles that are fine-tuned toward our knowledge and our skill set. I love that. For like setting up the production. Well, and like from from my perspective, I'm looking at it too, and I'm like, man, how much easier does it become to make this like profitable too right because now you're not hiring out right like that's and this is this is such a stupid we i'm telling you we lock out we have everything here yeah like like there's my business mind came through and i was like man you guys aren't paying uh outside producer you're not paying for studio time you're not paying for mixing and mastering you're like the the obviously the the process of of uh distribution significantly different than it used to be right so much yeah. easier so much more um oh, accessible bro and yeah. your yearly membership i love you <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then and then not having like like because you guys like especially you know in over the last year or so you guys have been really ramping up the number of live shows and like actual touring and like going oh, distance and and is our fifth tour fourth tour uh, one, two, three, four. Do you want to count Van Hole and Arms and City of Auburn as one tour together or separate? Those are separate. two separate tours. Okay, so then this yeah. is those so, are two separate one, tours. One, two, three, four, five. This is six. This is yeah. six. Yeah. 2022. All I want to do is tour, like being back. Like I love Saza and like service industry stuff. I make good money, but it's like I just want to go back. Yeah, I'm trying to quit my job. <laughs> I feel like I'm one of the only people that doesn't necessarily mind being home, but it's because I get to do music. Yeah, my job when I'm home. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. That's just like, that's such a unique position. And it, it's so cool that you guys have that opportunity. And like, I'm, I want to go back to one other thing that, uh, that Sarah mentioned in terms of, of in color, how many, how many times was in color re-recorded? How many? Didn't we do a couple of them? <laughs> oh, here's a funny story. Josh from Magnolia 16? Park. So I recorded, I recorded forever, and then he came in and recorded his part, and he outsung me on my own song. <laughs> wow. he, yeah, that, I, was like, I was like, this thing goes fly. I thought to do it again and try a little harder. Like, I had to, like... Yeah, so she came over, and I was just like, better. Yeah, Where no, they have to, like, yell at me sometimes. Like, no, push harder. No, do better. More, Go. More, more. Yeah, I had to redo it, because he is freaking amazing. So I cool. Like, I felt like she's next. <laughs> the draft one which was like nine-ish songs long and we got that that was done like 
the end of 2020, and then there was Draft 2, which was right around, like, no, it was around when Sorry came out, it was, like, October 2021. Okay. It was three official re-recordings, yeah. like three re- official re-recording remixing of everything, and then we redid everything again one last time in December of 2021. And then Andrew showed up with Complicated, and we're like, that's oh, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's and then yeah, there's another and then great song. Song just like song in a box with a bow. Here it's you like my go. Like, it's so good. It's I love that song. Not written like on a whim in December of 2021, which is not that long ago if you think about it. Yeah, not at all. On a window, me and the this uh, Dan from Boy Hero, we were just sort of fussing around the idea of writing a song together, and I we just started throwing ideas around, and that's. I was like, oh, I, whoopsie, I had an idea and I finished the whole song. Better like, show to the band. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Yeah, how that one turned out because it's it's so fun. It, it It is it is like, I don't know. I love the the very poppy vibe, but it still sticks to sticks true to, to suitable miss. It's like that song is really fun. I like that one a lot. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, we, we adore that one. That's a fun one yeah. yeah, yeah, it it's kind of fun, too, to have it kind of ride into the middle of, you know, it's like the intro to the album. And it's like, all right, we're going to this is kind of the intro to the middle of the album. And it's kind of fun because, like I, like I said, um, the, the way that it flows is really fun to me um, because it's basically a giant flex of, yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> in, in a good way. But that, so we don't sound egotistical, but that was like the entire point. Okay. Cause, cause it was like, it's, it's not in like a, a showy way, but it was just in like a, like, Hey, we aren't going to box ourselves into anything, but we are going to, we're going to constantly be, adding cool elements and and experimenting and it really came off as a really really fun um project right this whole this whole album and uh this is this is one of those uh odd topics or awkward topics because it's now like this is the same thing as as with what you guys were doing with don't look back right is it's like well you already have a whole other album recorded right i'm imagining that you guys are already in the process of a new album even though this one just barely released and already started yeah, yeah, I figured. There's a lot of demos. There's a lot of demos floating There's around. A lot of we haven't. Demos. We've been too busy to sort of do the thing that we love doing, where we sit down, like Sarah says, and we sort of establish what kind of mood and what kind of you know topics we want to tackle. But I'd say there's like what between everything, maybe six or seven. I have two. I need to next. I have four. Yeah, so six. I have four yeah. five. Okay, so, oh, so 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah, just kind of an entire other album just kicking around right there. Well, I mean, some of them are like 90 seconds of a thing, and some, some of them might are be like, combined into like one song. Yeah, but I mean, there's ideas are flowing for sure, and we're going to drop some covers. I know we were intent on doing something like that. Maybe, probably like early next year. Yeah, we want to let In Color have its moment of glory. Oh, absolutely. Covers, yeah. maybe some remixes, some, some, like, some alternate takes. Yeah. Oh, they're songs. so good. They're That's so, so cool. Fun. Coming to the top forty club near you. Yeah, like, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> Dubstep song and a drum and bass. Drum and well, bass. no, I guess I want to do like a like a soft like lo-fi trap. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so yeah, cool. Do some alternate versions of stuff. Sarah, I remember talking about doing version. piano vocal stuff because I play piano. That's like. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, guitar. We can, yeah, no, that's what, yeah. Just because again, we self-produce. There's so much we can. Yeah, that stripped down version would be sick. That would be so much fun. And then freaking lo-fi, like that's. That's going cr- like I I listen to well, lo-fi all the time as I do software development every day. I'm just like lo-fi in the background. And one of my favorite things was when uh, Pure Noise did their lo-fi. I was like, this is amazing, right? I like that. Yeah, 
Dude, yeah, it's dude, it's so incredible. Fun. I was just like, this is clairvoyance, lo-fi. Is, yeah. Oh man. The so weirdest good. one. The the weirdest one is hearing knocked loose as a oh, lo-fi. Right. I was My like, counterparts too. I think they have what is it, Wings of Nightmares? Yeah. Yeah. Really so freaking cool. It's it's pretty impressive, and so that would be super dope to hear some of these as lo-fi too. That'd be. I mean, they're, they're kind of set up for it. Yeah, you know, I love that the the, the possibilities are endless for you guys. That's incredible. Low pass filter the vocals. <laughs> yeah, I don't really even need <laughs> Yeah, I I just that's that's so awesome. It's just so exciting to me because it's like to have so much talent and to and to just say. Like we're going to constantly be iterating and constantly be adding and, and, and tweaking and developing just makes uh, someone like me who loves listening and who really enjoyed in color. It makes me so excited because it as like, as a fan, there's never an end to what we can expect, which is kind of selfish, right? Like, but it's, it's kind of like, we are happy to deliver. If people keep listening, we'll keep making, the bells are full. We got seven (laughs) strings on this next record. No way. We're we're, we're really trying to lean into everything. We're really, now that we've sort of found what is suitableness, we're trying to lean into all the tropes that make suitableness, suitableness. That's incredible. We want to, we want to get more of in touch with our pop side. We want to do a little bit more like, you know, spaced out, maybe some more atmospheric, some like re- really explore like the mainstream side of stuff. But we also want to play and drop G with seven strings. <laughs> so, That's yeah, so there's cool. A of, there's a lot of space we want to explore and I'm really excited to explore it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, kind of going back in time, um, when suitable miss started, what was aside from seeing a lack of, of female vocalists, which I'm honestly, some of the, some of the female led bands are like some of my favorites right now. Like, um, I'm sure you guys have heard Neverlin, um, had them on the podcast. They're incredible. They're out of California. Um, but then yeah, they're super, super awesome. But then like bands like yours truly out from Australia and uh, stand Atlantic, like my homies, they they have stayed here in this very house in me. No way. That's a, yeah. Yeah, I I hosted them on one of their first U S tours. I'm I'm very, I'm semi close. I'll say with uh, Kenny, their tour manager. That's incredible. From St. Louis that would come out to Denver and I'd book the shows. That's awesome. But like, there are so many great ones now and you guys are in that list. That's so freaking exciting. Um, obviously another one that I've been really, really enjoying, um, meet me at the altar. Holy crap. I was hoping you'd say that. I, I freaking them. love that band. Yeah. I They're saw them so with the used and with coheed and it was just, it was so cool. So Noah cool. And I saw them with uh, a and hot Mulligan. Oh, that that's crazy. a, that's a crazy show right there. Hot yeah. Mulligan. I don't know how that guy's voice lasts an entire tour. I know. Incredible. Crazy. Dude. We love, I so we love them so much. I, like, I'm obsessed with Hot Mulligan. Absolutely obsessed with them. Like, I don't know. But going back to my question, because I uh, <laughs> kind of got derailed there. But uh, but aside from like the, you know, needing stronger female vocalists and, and stronger female led bands, um, what were some of the things like, best friends cousins like that's kind of convenient too like what were the things that motivated you guys to say all right it's time to actually make this a thing and and create a band rather than just kind of like oh, listening and that's what you do you guys really started that i'll go yeah <laughs> kelsey's just staring at you yeah i'm gonna leave you yeah, this one to you <laughs> you know we have been on stages ever since we were little like i think a big part of it was like just wanting to do something that 
people were going to pay attention to that was going to matter, you know, because music has always been a big thing in my life that like helped me get through a lot. Um, like there's albums that I still sob to because my sophomore year, there was a shooting at my high school and it was a One Direction album, but I just still sob and it just gets to me every single time. Like I just want to make music that can help people Yeah, because that album really like there's a song called Through the Dark that really just pushed my ass through that so hard. And yeah. like, I just really wanted to make a difference and like make music that could help people and like pay back what was given to me, you know, if I can, even if it helps one person, you know, if we're playing to a crowd of five people and it speaks to one person that makes it worth it. You know, I just, music has always just been something that has been so important to me and it sounds so cliche, but like, no, that's a great answer through the darkish. So that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's, do you guys remember that movie Pay It Forward? Did you ever watch that when you were a kid? I don't think so. I don't know. It's an old movie. I don't remember who's even in it, but the whole premise is, you know, this kid, I'm probably completely off, but from what I remember, this kid's about to die and he starts this whole Pay It Forward plan, right? Where it's like, he does three things for three. He does something for three different people. One thing for three different people. Then he asks them to do something for three different people and to pay it forward, right? He says, never, you know, take what you get and pay it forward. And, uh, how cool is it that, that you, that you first off, um, found solace and, and, and comfort in music. Cause that's one of the universal languages, right? Like bands from anywhere can kind of speak to one another. Um, but then to say like, to find your voice. And I, I want to kind of touch on that because Kelsey, you didn't play the bass before, Sarah, did you sing before you started Suitable Miss? Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Did you did you sing in like any any bands or anything? No. So like she was saying, we grew up in a really musical family. Like we did uh, shows for like school and our church, and we were we were actually on the X Factor. Oh no way! That's awesome. Yeah, we met. They played a lot of rounds on it too. So there's like five or six rounds before you make it to the live show. Okay. All of those flying colors. But we were like 13 and they were like, the shooting hadn't happened at that point, but they were basically asking for like a sob story. Yes. And you didn't have one yet. They want drama. (laughs) Yeah. And so we just really didn't have anything at that point. And they just cut us and we met Simon Cowell and we got to, we were close to Demi, but we didn't meet Demi a lot of at that time, but it was, we made it far. So I think that's what really gave us the confidence. Like, you know what? Like we have the talent, we have the drive, we have, you know, the ambition. We'll, we'll make it happen. So Honestly, yeah. I think we didn't make it because now we're here. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> now we're in a sick band. <laughs> and I think I've, I've thought about this a lot. Like how many of those bands or musicians just don't go any, like at least yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about like American, American Idol, right? Like Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, who else has that's done it. anything? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right? You know, everything happens for a reason too. Like it just so happened that I posted this Facebook post like, Hey, Three people looking for a drummer. He had just moved I from just Fargo. Moved here and I was like, and yeah, like how many months ago? Like, like you know, yeah, it was like a couple luck. months. It's just That's months. incredible. It happens for a reason. If you were on X Factor, we would probably be nowhere. Right? Yeah. Well, now we're going on tour with Calling All Captains, and that's crazy. which is freaking awesome. One of the coolest up and up and coming bands like out there right now. They are incredible. I love yeah, their good. I love their vibe, and I didn't even know about that tour. When is that? Uh, in like a week. <laughs> That's incredible, man. I I totally miss because I know you guys recently did a tour with City of Auburn, which um Michael, what a rad dude. Talk to him on the podcast. Oh, what an awesome Mikey. dude. Oh, I, I love, love 
man. Dude, so he's cool. one of the most, like, I could tell he's just one of the most genuine people, like, in the world, right? Just such a good hearted person. And so, saw that you guys did tours with him. I was like, dude, that's so awesome. And he, I'm we so stoked that he's day. got new music coming out and uh, made me super pumped. But yeah, so when, like, let's let's talk about that tour with Calling All Captains. What What are the, you know, how many legs are you, like, what's the legs are you doing? Which cities? Like, obviously, you can't name them all, but how many uh, dates? No, I mean, we're, we're only on like eight or nine shows. So we're, we're starting in Rock Island, Illinois at Skylark. And then we go to Lincoln, Kansas City, Oklahoma. Oh, excuse me. Oklahoma, <laughs> um, Odessa, Texas, Albuquerque. And then we end it back here in our home state. And we do Denver and Fort Collins Friday, Saturday. Sick. They take three days off and then they meet up with a different band um, to finish out the rest of the Okay. Day. I mean, so though. I, yeah. will, I, will, uh, I will give you guys one criticism. Um, we're literally across the the mountains from you, and uh, still haven't you know seen any Salt Lake City dates. So, um, oh, where we where haven't been west of the Rockies? We haven't been west of the Rockies yet. I'm just, I, I was just west of the Rockies. I know that's what I'm saying. We're literally six hours, you know, like six hour drive from Denver October, to Salt Lake City. October. You know, just, yeah, we're I'm we're, I, I'm like the tour <laughs> manager, booking agent guy, also in the band, so I, we're. We're actively. Oh, I'm just, I'm just giving you guys a hard time. I just no, want to no, see you guys live. Yeah, you gotta push that. So <laughs> we have to go through Salt Lake. Oh, loading dock, man! What a venue. It's more complex. Yeah, the the beehive. The beehive is is really bumping. They've got a lot of good shows coming up at the beehive too. So I mean, yeah, I I exchanged an email or two with. Somebody just they're at hello at Beehive or whatever. Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of funny because they they literally like um, from what I know, they they had two. It was kind of a combination of two storefronts. Right. And they closed off one of them and, and only took the one. So that way they could have six, six, six as their store number oh, or their address number. How um, and so that's that like the 666 state street south state street that or something like so that sad. and so uh so yeah that was like that was their big thing and and uh but yeah the this wildlife has played there quite a few times actually and and uh but yeah that i haven't been there yet but i've i've seen it pop popping up a bunch so yeah that's that's our ideal but yeah no we'll make it to utah at some point i, I want to yeah. say this year because we're 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 already planning out our fall. I mean, Kilby Court too. That's one of the coolest. I know. I've oh, seen Kilby Court. Dude, Kilby Court. I, that's where I saw Broadside and With Confidence. And oh. Warrior Strong has played there. Yeah, dude. Strong. Kilby Court has has quite the... Uh, I mean, and if you wanted to even come closer to where I'm at, there's Valor, which is in Provo, which is a freaking dope venue. Um, that's oh, yeah. that's a... Um, Boardwalk in Orem? It's in Provo. It, what was that? Have you been to Boardwalk? In Orem, that's the Orem. I have, yeah, I have been there. I Valor is kind of the bigger one um, down Watch in this it. area because okay. it's Boardwalk is just like I don't know, fifteen minutes away from from uh, Valor. But Valor is kind of the one where like that's where Imagine Dragons and Neon Trees and and oh, uh, the wow. Killers. That's where those guys they they all have strong relationships with the guy who and Valor is a small venue. I was just there this last weekend for a, a friend of mine and and uh, yeah, it's a smaller but super one of the coolest venues I've ever been to. I I opened for Neon Trees there when I was seventeen years old. It's pretty incredible. Wow. <laughs> that band is goaded, dude. They're so, They're so good. I saw yeah. them at Bang Beer 
years ago. Yeah, dude, it, it was before they were even signed, man. They, I was just like, wow. dude, these guys deserve to to go places because I mean, and they did, which was awesome. So, um, anyway, I've I I've talked your guys' ears off, but uh, I am so stoked. I like I said, um really really big fan of what you guys are doing so when you do come to utah i will be there i definitely am so stoked to see you guys live we'll make it happen man we will we absolutely will. well real quick before before i i you know finish everything up here i always like to end with just totally random non related non-music related questions you guys still have oh, a few right. minutes yes. okay all right so this first question is because I am a sugar holic and I eat way too much candy and sugar. Um, so uh, this first one is uh, what is your favorite candy and or dessert? Oh, dude, those are so good. You eat this on tour nonstop. It's this for the whole band. We I, ate, I ate six bags on the last tour. Oh, my gosh. The mamas of the band buy so many of these Speaking to bring on tour with them. Freaking love those things. Those things <laughs> are so the, good. That's, that's the answer. Oh, I love it. Or anything than chocolate. So is that the same answer for everyone? Everyone's just straight up horrible well, twin snakes? Yeah, these are I my favorite so. sugary things. I like Skittles, too. I oh, heck yeah. It was last week. I got twin snakes for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Off tour, I go to the 7-Eleven and I buy them. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The total, total, like, total favorite. It's a problem. It's a problem. I need to, I need to eat those again because... The, the last time I had them was um, right at the very beginning of getting COVID for the first time. Uh, and so oh. I was eating them and like I didn't lose taste, but sweet things tasted bitter to me. Yeah. And so when I was eating them, they tasted terrible, but I loved them before that. So now I got to get a bag and and try and eat them again, you know? <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just take that and, and eat that. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. All right. Next one here for you. So this one, uh, sometimes it's hard to come up with your single favorite. So, you know, I'll accept favorite, um, you know, top three or even like favorite collection. But, uh, what is your favorite movie? Oh, oh damn. I like the Titanic. I've always watched the Titanic. It's a wonderful life. Oh, nice. From the 30s. Titanic is obviously a class. My wife, that's one of her favorites. And then it's a wonderful life is just timeless. Like that's every, every year for Christmas, man. My old band was all based with two bands ago before three bands ago before this, the whole theme of that band was everything from that movie. Like I wore the rugby Jersey. No way. Or in the movie. Like I got a replica and wore it on stage. Like, wow. <laughs> Mary. Alas of the moon. <laughs> yep, that, was our intro. that was our intro was the last of the moon. That's day. incredible. I love it, dude. Okay. I have, I have, I guess I'll do three. It's Perfect. Here's the original. Yes. Empire strikes back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the first Indiana Jones movie. Oh, dude. There's no Marvel movie. I was going to say Indiana Jones. On the top three? On top no. three. Of all time? Yeah. No. If you, if you do top five, I could see one of them making it in there. Yeah. But just to go three? No. Yeah. Because Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. That's, that's number uno for yeah. me, bro. So and then Empire right after that. But yeah. Yeah, dude. Solid. You can probably see my obsession right there is Dagobah with Yoda and, and oh, Luke. Okay. So we got one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then if you can't tell, like this is kind of hard to tell, but this is uh, a picture of Boba Fett riding the Rancor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Let me see if I can. Oh, dude, 
No, no Kenobi spoilers right now. I'm not. Calling. Oh shit! Look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to see, but yeah, it's pretty. It's a it's a pretty dope one. I I got I'm it so this happy last weekend. They made the executive decision to include that as a canonical scene. Like that's now a thing. Oh, I know. Like, Freaking epic, dude. All right, so we got we got it's a wonderful life for Noah here. We got uh, Titanic for Sarah, and then Andrew is uh, let's see Indiana Jones. Uh, Empire Strikes Back and original Ghostbusters. All right, so now we got we got two more people here. All right, so mine is The Matrix. Oh, nice! By far, I'm also one of the people that enjoyed two and three for what they were. Four doesn't exist, so we don't talk about it. <laughs> and part of it is also because of the music, and it introduced me to industrial and big beat. Uh, okay. And I actually transcribed some of the Matrix score for Formal and Marimba in college. No way. That's incredible. Huge fan of the soundtrack, um, the industrial remix of like old Rob, Rob Zombie tracks. Heck so, yeah. Uh, really got me into that darker side of like the, the club scene, which is really sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. I The first time I saw that was like four years ago or three years ago. It wasn't very long ago and it was great. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was, I was a, when, when people told me, you know, Oh, don't you love Keanu Reeves? I'm like, yeah, dude, Bill and Ted's is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's a valid answer though. Yeah. So I I knew him as Ted, right? It was like influential. It stuck in my mind and like, this is my aesthetic for the next 15 years. I love it, dude. (laughs) And and now you, I mean, you make music that's in that realm. Like that's incredible. I love that, man. All right, Kelsey, last but not least. All right, I'm going to go the whole opposite direction and say the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Love it. Yes. What a good choice. I oh, yeah. love that. It's really quick on tour every night, we pick a movie to watch. I wish we watched that. We were going to watch the whole track. We watched and we stopped. We got too tired. But that was the time thing. Oh, man. Every time we came home, we were like, y'all, no. That time or shot time is what it is. Oh, okay, okay. Like, we, have, like, we have like specific like groups of different like so th- this is basically our whole touring existence is fireball. <laughs> <laughs> fireball and twin snakes. All right, you're gonna and vodka. We get vodka at for the time. same time. Oh, <laughs> I consume caffeine on tour. <laughs> <laughs> Top. Noah's very nice because they DD for us. We don't get like really drunk, but like, you know, like after our last night, we went and we partied with City of Auburn and we all. I did do a shot on the last night of tour. Yeah! Yeah, they don't don't normally drink, so that was a big deal. I'm allergic, so I don't really drink. They were so, it it hurts my body. Yeah, I. Good, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Kelsey, do you, is that, are you going with that as your number one? Are you doing your top three? Um, no, it's definitely my number one. Holes is definitely holes. like when she quotes two. holes so much. I was annoying. The so duck may cool. swim on the lake, but my <laughs> dad owns <laughs> the lake. <laughs> oh, so so did you love holes because you read the book first, or did you love holes because you loved Shia LaBeouf and Stanley Yelnets and and Zero? And <laughs> honestly, just I watched it like. Every single day when I got home, from we school. used to watch it a like, lot. Right yeah, it was kind of like a nostalgic thing. Heck yeah! Surprised I don't quote it more. Kelsey knows like word for word. Mm-hmm. I can fix that. Yeah, I can fix that. <laughs> I can fix that. Yeah, I every time I like when I first watched that movie. So I grew up um, watching a lot of old fashioned TV, 
And so like when I watched that movie, I was like, hey, that's Fonzie. Like because it's Stanley Yelnats, oh you know, and it's, it's Fonzie from Happy Days. And I, it, that was all I remembered when I first watched it as a kid. I was like, wait. Fonzie and I, it was just like this weird realization and then I was like obsessed with the movie because Shia LaBeouf was one of my favorites back then like even Stevens was one of the greatest oh, TV shows oh, ever wow. hey, he, was <laughs> even, he was even sick in the first couple of Transformers oh yeah yeah, yeah dude and then Disturbia can't forget about Disturbia right like Disturbia, he, was, he was in that music video too Osea I liked it I oh yeah I didn't With see that one Maddie Ziegler okay oh I did yeah I do yeah oh yeah that he can formally dance he can formally dance too like he's really talented i thought yeah i mean i the dude's super talented i there's zero denying that and like you kind of feel for him because you hear some interviews and he's like dude you just like he he kind of was talking about how he kind of lost himself because of being so injected into everything all the time he didn't really have a chance to stop and get to know himself he was at how young he was yeah that video was so that video was his like someone he knew was like a film student and they needed someone to stand in front of a green screen and speak and move so they could practice keying things to it. And that's what that and that's what it came from. And they made it a mean meme. And it got meme. I like it. I think it's good. I, I mean, like, like I said, I I think like, cause I watched Fury recently and he was just like that. All the guys in that movie, that movie was dark. But those guys, all of them were stellar in that. I don't know if you've seen that one, but because uh, that was uh, Brad Pitt had uh, the guy who played. Um, that's about the tank, right? Yeah, yeah, the tank soldiers yeah. in World War Two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that already sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got the it has that that Hispanic guy who's super hilarious in Ant Man. Um, oh, what is that oh, his oh, name? Luis. Oh my God! Yeah. Hey, best MCU character ever. Yeah. Dude, like he he made Ant Man for me. Like, well, between him and Paul Rudd, it was just Michael genuinely Pena. the best. I am Michael Pena. Oh, oh yeah, God. dude, he's awesome. Um, but he was in it as well. It was, I mean, like I said, it was pretty dark. It was a it was a pretty gritty movie. But anyway, man. Like four movies, so we're kind of into that. Like, oh, okay. Kills new merch drop was Grateful Dead themed. Ah, nice, dude. Ice Nine Kills. I I don't listen to metal music, but I'm impressed at all the cool things they've done. It's so cool. They are so. We are definitely yes. not obsessed with them at all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming to Red Rocks. Yeah. Goddamn. Oh dang, Red Rocks. That's a. I mean, that's kind of when you know you've arrived as a band is to play Red Rocks. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, did you that's see that? Um, you see. Speaking of in this in this world of realm of music, you see the state champs Tech Deep Mod Sun Black Bear Red Rock show. That was a thing that happened. Really. Yeah, we yeah that actually wow. happened. Like, we were we were literally on tour, but it was Black Bear headlining. Netflix was their direct support, and State Champs and Mod Sun. Dang, dude, that's crazy. Because yeah, like, it makes sense for Black Bear and Mod Sun, right? Because of how mainstream popular they are. But for like, honestly, State Champs' new album, holy crap, what Peter, a banger! Peter, Peter, bro. Yeah, what a banger, dude. Like well, the new Tech Deep song, equally a heater. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I'm so pumped for some more Neck Deep, and like last. I don't remember when it was. I'm sure you guys went to it as well, but the pure vol or the pure noise tour where it was uh state champs. Oh, champs four years strong. Four years strong. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude. We're at that show, Andrew. What yeah, a no killer show. Dude, I love it. Man, thank you guys so much for your time. It was so cool getting to talk with you. And uh 
we're amazed yeah. that you just, yeah, I mean, we're amazed that anyone cares enough to like yeah. ask yeah. us and to, oh, and yeah. to know us and then us disappear and then have us on and get like, well, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad that I wasn't like going crazy because I genuinely, <laughs> I thought it was like the Mandela effect where I was just like, did I actually see this or did I not see it? And it was, I, I, was so confused but then i was like no it says it came out in 2021 i am way off apparently i'm misremembering everything and i wasn't and i'm not crazy and it makes me very happy (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah honestly like i said in color is is on repeat i am a big fan so i'm super super stoked Absolutely. Well, you guys have a have a killer rest of your night. And uh, whenever you come to Utah, make sure you message me and tell me so I can be there. I want to see it. I love it. Well, you pick our set list, dude. You can tell us what songs we're going to tell you when you're well, really. The only one impacts was better tomorrow. Really complicated is just like the main one that like I would just say open on complicated. That's all I would say. You know, that's I feel like that right. one is just like a like you could just have that kind of like that intro um, synth part just behind me. Dude. Yeah, just kind of playing as you as you come on. Yeah, it'd be a great little introduction onto the stage. It'd be great. Maybe we will. All right. I love it. Awesome, guys. Well, you guys have a stellar evening. It was so awesome talking with you.